better than good to me. Mm. Better than good to me. Better. Better. You've been so good to Somebody give the Lord a praise in here. Hallelujah. Well, as my pastor would say, <laughs> I won't be before you long. Ain't that what he says? I won't be before you long, but there is a word from the Lord. It won't be a long word. In fact, I hope you, you didn't set nothing in the oven waiting on me. Because... You might be home before it's done, amen? But if there was a title, because, see, you got to understand that, that, that my, my personality a lot of times in, in, in this arena comes from watching Baptist preachers and championship wrestlers because, see, a lot of times it ain't very much difference in the two. But there is a word. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Luke, the eighth chapter, beginning at the 41st verse. My, my, my spiritual father would tell me, if you didn't bring your Bible, shame on you. Because when I'm reading this thing, I can tell you anything, and you got to believe it. But if you can read it for yourself, you know what the word of God says. Amen. Say amen when you have Luke, the eighth chapter. Amen. And if there was a title, it would say that Jesus has time for you. And you just look at somebody and say, Jesus? Uh, Y'all playing in here. <laughs> look at somebody and say, Jesus has time for you. Luke, the eighth chapter, beginning at the 40th verse says, now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed of anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, master. The crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling 
and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she touched him and how she had immediately been healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. And when he came to him, I'm sorry, and when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, do not weep. For she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. Somebody's Bible may say, Talitha Kumi. Huh. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given her to eat. Again, if I might give it a title, it would say that Jesus has time for you. Now, if, if you would just give me a, a little bit of liberty and leeway, give me a, an opportunity to set the stage. Because, see, we begin where Jesus had just, he was in, in the Gadarenes, and he had just dispelled 6, 000, at least 6,000 demons from a man. And, and when the crowd saw it, the Bible says that they were seized with fear. <laughs> and they wanted him out of town. Now, Why? Now, now what, wasn't that a good thing that Jesus did when he dispelled 6,000 demons from somebody? Wasn't that a good thing? But they wanted him out. Why? Because let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how miraculous the miracle. Huh. Somebody don't want to see the Holy Ghost work. Somebody don't want to see the Holy Ghost do what he does. Somebody don't want to see the power move. And let me tell you something. Yeah, see, we're in church, but let me tell you something. Religious people don't want to see the power work. You know why? Because it takes them out of their routines and their rules and, <laughs> and their rituals. See, they, they got that Wanda syndrome because, because they say, I read the goal. I read the go. And then, then I've even heard him say, it don't take all of that. But see, when the Holy Ghost is moving in your life, it's going to take all that and more. But guess what? The world don't want to see it. The world don't want to see the Holy Ghost move. You know why? Because the world <laughs> believes that conviction is condemnation. And their condition makes them cozy in their sin. <laughs> See, they, they, they say they believe in God, but they refuse to come out of their rebellion. Oh, but the saved. Yeah, see, we want to see the Holy Ghost move at his fullest, where, 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 where the sick are healed and, and, and the dope head is delivered and, and the lunatic is loosed and put in his right mind. I'm talking about the power. Because, see, when you seek the Savior, he's got time for you. Amen? Now, <clears throat> they wanted him out of town. But guess what? Just as sure as somebody wants you out, somebody else wants you in. Come on, somebody. Look, look at verse 41. Verse 41 says, And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house. 
Hmm, Jairus. Yeah, yeah, a, a man of prestige and power. Jairus, a ruler of the rebellious people. Jairus, a man of position, had to position himself at the feet of Jesus and worshiped him. And again, I'm not talking, when I say worship, I ain't talking about just raising your hands and, 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 and looking funny. No, 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 no. No, no. See, worship, no matter how high you get, no matter how high your position is, when you need Jesus enough, oh, you'll lay down your position, your pride, your prestige, and your power, and you'll get prostrate before the master. Because, see, the Bible says that he bowed. And how many know that bowing your knee may be the beginning of worship, but bowing your spirit is what gets God's attention. Because he said a broken spirit and a contrite heart, he would not turn away. Jairus needs Jesus. Oh, but there's a problem. Because, see, while Jairus needs Jesus, Judy jumps in front of Jairus. Huh. Yeah, see, see, see. See, on the way to Jairus' house, here come all the distractions. See, everybody needs something from the Lord. Dan Danny the Dopehead needs delivering. Sally the Salacious got a sin problem. Kathy Cooper got crazy kids. Everybody needs something from the master. But don't you know it's just a setup? Because Jesus has time for you. Look at verse 43. Verse 43 says this, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and though she spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. The Bible says that, that there was an unclean, sick, and weakened woman scrambling to get to Jesus in the middle of the press. Now, let's just explore this for a second, if you don't mind. Ladies, ladies, I have no idea what the experience of that visitor that brings you a gift every month is about. See, see, we men call it a gift because when the gift don't come, oh, we got a problem. Yeah, when the gift don't come, oh, we worried. When the gift don't come, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You got nine months of waiting and, and, and a surprise is coming. But one thing I do know, because see, I lived in a house with three women, a wife and two daughters. And when that time comes around, I know the sickness, the moodiness, the meanness of women that come every month. So I can't imagine 12 years of this. Can't you sympathize with this woman? See, she goes to her doctor, and he gives her pills and sends her to another doctor. And that doctor looks at her and gives her some more pills, and he sends her to a specialist. And the specialist takes blood, and the specialist does CTs, and the, and the specialist does MRIs, and nobody can fix her. But guess what? Now she's broke. And then on top of that, she's lonely. 
You know why she's lonely? Because the book of Leviticus says that anything that she sits on is defiled. Anything that she lays on is defiled. Anybody who touches her is defiled. She's permanently unclean and nobody wants to fool with her. You ever been there? Huh. When you're going through the greatest mess of your life and nobody wants to fool with you? Oh, but Jesus has time for you. But see, the Bible goes on to talk about her faith and her belief. And see, I, I have to think that, that, that she, was, she was thinking like the lepers in the Old Testament who said, what have I got to lose? Hmm. I ain't got no more money. Don't nobody want to be around me. And if I stay in this condition, I'm going to die. What have I got to lose if I don't try Jesus? <laughs> and so if Jesus can take away more than 6,000 demons, I know Jesus can take away this sickness. And let me tell you something. I'm a living witness that even though the sickness that I deal with right now, I'm a living witness that the Lord can take it away. And if he can take it away from me, he can take it away from you because he is no respecter of persons. Hmm. So as this woman is pressing and pushing and, and shoving and getting weaker by the moment, she says, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be good. See, 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 Bishop, she, she ain't like us. You know, where, where, where she needs that one-on-one that, that, that -on -one hand laying session with, 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 with anointing oil and, and with a catcher for when she goes down and a resurrection cloth to lay over. No! She said, look, if I can just touch his tassel, I'll be made whole. Yeah. That's real faith. Because, see, real faith requires that you do something. She didn't just wait for Jesus. She went to Jesus. And because she went to Jesus, her faith touched Jesus. She did something because faith without works is what? Dead. The Bible says being alone. Yeah, that's all you got is just that. But see, her faith touched Jesus. And as power went out of Jesus, healing went in to her. He has time for you. Look at verse 45. I'm telling you, we ain't going to be here long. Verse 45 says, and Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. Now, Tell the truth and shame the devil. How many of us would have done the same thing that Peter did? Because, see, Jesus said, somebody touched me. And Peter looked at Jesus and said, Gee, what you mean, who touched you? Everybody around here is touching you. But Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Somebody is touching me with their faith. Because, see, power has gone out of me. 
But again, when the power went out of him, the healing went in to her. And so Jesus wasn't asking who touched me because he didn't know his surroundings. Jesus was asking who touched me because he wanted them to see an example of what real faith looks like. Hmm. Don't you know that Jesus sometimes wants to use you an example of what faith looks like? When you believe in God for something and everybody's looking at you like you crazy and everybody's telling you that you crazy, but you stay, stay believing what you believe the Lord has for you. And when it manifests, <laughs> what then? When it manifests. And so Jesus just sometimes wants to use us as an example of what faith really is. Because see, even though she wasn't supposed to be there, the Bible says that she fell to her knees and she worshipped. Hmm, something about these folks falling down and worshipping. Something about these folks moving their mind away from what they're dealing with and just seeking the Savior. Something about pouring out their spirit before the Lord and just worship. And check this out. With just one touch, pills gone, doctors gone, tests gone. And then check this out. Because <laughs> this is what's good to me. Not only did a healer, but the Bible says that he gave her peace. Oh, ain't nothing like peace. Ain't nothing like peace. And let me tell you something. When Jesus does something for you, he leaves a peace of himself in you. And so the peace that he leaves in you gives you peace all around you. Mm, that's good. That's good. The peace of God that passes all understanding. He said, well, guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. When it just looks crazy, when it feels crazy, when it is crazy, the peace of God that's in you <laughs> will take you into the peace of God all around you. All matter of hell can be going on around you, but the peace of God in you will keep you. The old folks would say, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, but what about Jairus? What about Jairus? Because see, <laughs> Jairus is in the crowd probably thinking, does the Lord have time for me? Look at verse 49. You know we're going to read and we ain't going to be here long. But the Bible says, while he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. So just as Jairus has seen this woman be healed of a terminal disease, I'll call it. Somebody comes 
with bad news. Don't you know somebody like that? I like to call them, like on the news, the, 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 the roving reporters. Because, see, they're always on the scene with bad news. They, they, they can never have good news, and, 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 and they always got the tea. And when they got the tea, the tea is never sweet. <laughs> but, see, while they believe the bad news, we have to stick to the good news. And the good news is, is that nothing is impossible to them that believe. Isaiah said it a little more plainly. He said, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? If God showed you something, believe it, he's going to do it. So let me ask you this. Even though bad news was coming, do you believe that Jairus allowed the bad news to deter him? No. And let me tell you something. There's a lesson in that just right there. Jairus didn't allow them to deter him. And so to us, when people try to shame you, just look at him and say, I'm not deterred. When people try to bring you bad news, look them in the eye and say, I'm not deterred. When people try to turn you away from the Lord because of what you believe, look at them and stay. I'm not deterred because the God I serve will bring me out. And so Jesus is a real friend. Because, see, the Bible says that 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 that. He heard them folk who was trying to turn Jairus away. He heard the haters, and he helped Jairus out. He told Jairus, he said, look, man, don't trip. Don't, don't, don't trip on what they're saying, because I'm in control. Just believe. See, 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 even though you see the whalers and the musicians outside, don't trip, because I'm in control. Just believe, even though they ridicule and mock and laugh like I said something funny, don't trip because I'm in control. And so I love some of the stuff my pastor says because Jesus is a real friend. In fact, the way my pastor would put it is that Jesus is a rider. Jesus is a rider because when I'm at my lowest point and don't nobody want to fool with me, guess what? Jesus is my rider. <laughs> when people want to tell me that I'm crazy and, 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 and don't even want to be around me, it's okay because I got the Savior and he's my rider. And so just like a rider, Jesus helps out Jairus because he says, you know what? I know how to fix this. All these folk who's laughing and mocking, you know what? We're going to kick them out. And that's a lesson to us. Because when your haters are around and they can't be with you, kick them out. Kick them out. Yeah, you love them the same, but kick them out. And so, you know, to, to put it more plainly, uh, uh, Bishop, uh, uh, a modern-day prophet said just to shake them haters off. Shake them haters off. And so... Here's why, though. Because, see, 
Unbelief is like a poison that spreads like a wildfire. And it's a hindrance to healing. And furthermore, and even more plainly, when I'm going through something, what I don't need is for you to analyze my situation. What I don't need for you is for you to tell me what you would do if you were me. No, that ain't what I need. If you can't believe with me, then get away from me. Kick him out. So Jesus brought in some folk who, who would believe. Look, look, look at verse 51. Verse 51 says, And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter, John, James, and the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. Hmm. Jesus brought in some folk who would believe with him. And so when doubt was removed, the miracles manifested. Hmm. And the same power that delivered the demons, the same power that dried up the blood, reached out and raised up the dead because Jesus had time for Jairus. Look at verse 54. We almost done. But taking her hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. Again, somebody's Bible might say, Talitha Kumi, which literally means, Little girl, get up. Little girl, arise. And, 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 and even though that, that, that's, that sounds great inside of here, I have to wonder if we just believed that, that Jesus wanted to speak Kumi over our lives. Yeah, because see, he said Talitha Kumi, which meant little girl get up. But I looked, I looked up the word Kumi, and it meant arise. And so what if we just believed that Jesus said arise in our life? If Jesus spoke to our situation and just said Kumi, and we believed it to happen. If he spoke to a dead marriage and said Kumi, then, 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 then what would it be like? If he spoke to some dead health and said Kumi, get up. And if he, if he, if, if he spoke to some dead finances and he just said Kumi. Get up! I don't believe that Jesus didn't say that without some power. Get up! Huh. I think about mama when, when, when I was little and, 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 and I'd be sleeping and, and, and she would say, baby, get up. And I'd just lay there. And all of a sudden, she would say, baby, we're running late. You better get up. And I'd just lay there. Oh, <laughs> but when, 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 when she got tired, she would say, get up. Get up. Huh. Because, see, Some of us are just looking for a healing when Jesus wants to make us whole, when Jesus wants to give us peace, when Jesus wants us to have everything that he has for us. We're looking for the scraps when he wants to give us the whole thing. Mm. 
So let me tell you something. In the immortal words of my, he, my wrestling hero, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> son of a plumber from Austin, Texas. He would say, while the folks are in the back laughing and joking, if I could put it in my own words, Jesus and the Holy Ghost is out front cooking and smoking. Because, see, they're out there doing the work because he has time for us. But let me tell you something. When he does it for you, go on and go back to the haters that you kicked out and say, look at what the Lord has done. Because, see, there is nothing too hard for him. Amen? So in closing, I told you we ain't going to be here long. Although everyone has a need, everybody needs something from the Savior. He still has time for you. The Bible says, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. He said, cast your care upon me because I care for you. And then he said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. So let not your heart be troubled. See, it doesn't matter your position in life. You can be a ruler or you can be a regular. But when you have a need, seek the Savior because he has time for you. Let the church say amen. Somebody give the Lord some glory in here. I'm so thankful that he had me in mind and had time for me, even though he spoke in a limitless galaxies came into being. <laughs> he spoke and the, and, the, and the waters moved and, and, and whatever was became. But even in all that greatness, Psalms 8 chapter said, what is man that he is mindful of him? Or the son of man? Mm. He's got time for you. Even though you may think that you're not important, you may think that, that, that you're the worst thing walking on this earth. I'm here to tell you example after example in the Old and New Testament, but even in the modern day, somebody's got a testimony that God has time for you. You're not going to get on his nerves. It's not too much to ask him, but he said, seek me while I might be found. I don't have this great Swelling invitation and, 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 and all these, these, these great words that, that, that would cause conviction to, to, to come all over you. But I will say this. If you got a need, you need to seek the Savior because the Savior has time for you. If you know that you need to be saved, 
If you know that you need to do a U-turn on the road of life, if you know that repentance is something that you need to do, he's got time for you. He said, call unto me, and I will answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. But you got to call him. Because faith without works is dead. You can say you believe, but if you don't walk in that belief, you're just talking. But I dare say, if you have a need, he's here for you. Somebody said, just ask. Just ask in his name. And he will do it. Amen. Amen. Again, you know me. I, I, I ain't got a lot of convincing words. But if I could convince you of anything, God is faithful to save. Because see, my testimony was, it, it, it wasn't that I was some, some big bang, bang drug dealer. It, it, it wasn't that I filled my veins and my body with a whole bunch of dope. But see, my testimony is I thought I was cool. Cooler than a fan. Walking up in the club, cool as ice but on my way to a burning hell. And let me tell you something, hell is full of cool people. But if it wasn't for the Savior who got my attention, who saved my soul, who turned me from a road of destruction to a road of eternal life, I can still laugh with people. I can still love on people. But the love I have is the love of Christ. It's the love of Christ. Because before Jesus, I wouldn't care if you ate a bowl of beans. But because of Jesus, I want to see your soul saved. Because there's greatness in his salvation. Oh, I'm here to tell you, there's a peace. There's a peace that he gives that is beyond words. People can look at you and say, man, all this craziness is going on around you. How are you smiling? Ray, you lost your leg. Ray, diabetes was about to take you out. How can you smile? But it's because of Christ that I have a hope. <laughs> and the Bible says that hope that's seen is not hope at all. But I have a hope. And I know I'm not by myself because there's others in here that will testify to the hope that they have. When I look at Minister Sherelle and all the hell that she's dealt with, but she still exudes a hope. Huh. When I look at my first lady, huh. woo! When I look at my first lady, huh. 
despite all the things huh, that we know that she deals with. And then the things that we don't know that she deals with. Hope. When I look at my pastor huh, and, and, and the stuff that he just lets me know. The stuff that, that he allows me to be privy to. And I'm like, man, you some kind of crazy. Ain't no way in the world I put up with that. But God. And then the weight that he has to carry. Not only when folks are acting crazy, but when the finances are acting crazy. And he can't concentrate on the word because he got to concentrate on everything else. The word is the easy part, ain't it? Jesus. 